when you're feeling that kind of soreness, guess what doesn't help speed up the recovery process? Hammering a bunch of squats and a bunch of lunges, right? Episode 736 of Diz Runs Radio is a quick tip episode. Today's quick tip, strength training facts, volume three, do or do not. Hey guys, so uh, before we dive into today's quick tip, which is the next trip down strength training FAQ lane, uh, I want to take a quick second and thank uh, Blakey for leaving a little review over on, I guess I have to stop saying iTunes now, right? Because Apple has decided that iTunes is no more. It's it's officially Apple Podcasts. I think I was, I've been supposed to say Apple Podcasts for like a year now, but uh, you know, I've been, I've been fighting the fight, but uh, it's now a losing battle. So uh, Blakey283562 left the following review over on the Apple Podcasts recently. Uh, says, long runs are finally fun. I've learned a lot of valuable and practical running advice listening to Denny. I've slowed my everyday pace. I'm now running quote unquote easy and finally feeling stronger and, fr- and pain-free. Love this podcast. Well, I love that review. Blakey, thank you so much for, for leaving that. And glad that uh, something that I've said that's fallen out of my mouth has been useful and valuable for you and, and making your runs fun. That's that's the name of the game. You know, what, what are, Why are we doing this silly activity if we're not enjoying it? If we're not getting more out of it uh, you know, benefits-wise? Than, uh, than what we're putting into it. And if you're not having fun, then all of a sudden the time and the energy and the effort stops being uh, quite so worth it. So I'm glad that you're enjoying it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for the review. Uh, and anybody else who wants to leave a review on, on Apple Podcasts, please feel free to do so. Um, and if you're listening somewhere else, if you're listening on Google Play or Stitcher, or I don't know if we're on Spotify yet, I've tried to get on and I don't, I don't know. Um, but if we're, if we're there, if we're somewhere and you're listening to this right now, and you'd be willing to leave a review. It just helps other people when they find the show to think that, hey, maybe this maybe this show that's been going on for uh, almost five years now might actually be worthwhile since people are taking the time to leave a review. It's a great way to help support the show, continued, continued growth of the show, which, uh, you know, as I've said before, the more the more the show continues to grow, the more opportunities I have to, to give you guys stuff and to hook you up with deals and, and things like that. Uh, more things come my way, which means I can send more things your way. So thank you all for everybody who's left a review. I don't know how many. We've got several hundred reviews of the show over the last five years. Thank you to each and every person who has taken the time to do that on various platforms, including the now defunct iTunes and the, the newly, the, the phoenix that rose out of the iTunes ashes that is Apple Podcast. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Blakey and everyone else. So Today, diving into a little bit of strength training talk. Uh, if, you, if you're very new to the show, we've been we've been dabbling in a little bit of strength training stuff every so often, every four or five weeks uh, for the last couple three months. Uh, done a little bit of strength training talk, and I'm going to try to find you some show numbers here. But uh, in typical me form, me fashion, don't have the numbers right offhand, but I, I can tell them to you here real quick. Um, as I scroll through my app, so maybe not as quick as I would like, uh, episode 718. So just scrolling back about 20 episodes was, uh, strength training FAQs volume two, and then scrolling back just a little bit farther, um, Diz runs radio episode 703 was volume one of the strength training FAQ series. And basically this came about because, you know, I, I, I actually, I asked in the Facebook group, and I've asked in some emails as well, what kind of topics do you want me to talk about? And uh, 
folks have responded with strength training stuff. And so I've, I've dabbled in some strength training questions and answers and, and quick tips along the way. But uh, y'all, y'all asked for it with a bunch of things. So here we are, kind of chipping away. Um, I think that today has kind of covered most everything. But if you have other strength training questions for me that relate to us as runners and balance and strength training and all that kind of, of stuff... Let me know, and, and we'll put together a Strength Training FAQs Volume 4. But today, instead of talking about myths, which we talked about in Volume 2, and instead of talking about scheduling and logistics, which we talked about in Volume 1, today's volume of Strength Training FAQs focuses on the old do's and do nots, the do's and don'ts, not so much the, the Yoda quote, um, but uh, you know what kind of things should you do, what kind of things should you not do from exercise perspective, from mixing up the routine perspective, from just a few different, it's kind of a, a little bit of a grab bag today, but I think I think for the most part, the do and do not theme rings true. So um, let's just dive in, right? We got we got four things, kind of two do's, kind of two don'ts that I'm going to dive into today. So we're going to start with uh, maybe a little bit of a pet peeve. Maybe it's a little something that uh, irritates me more than I should let it. And uh, and and I don't know, maybe that's maybe that's on me. But what are some of the strength training exercises? that you just shouldn't do that are just bad exercises. Um, and there's a few, there's definitely a few. And there's some of the more common exercises, the things that I hear people talk about doing the things that when I, when I do venture into a gym somewhere, whether it's a, a proper gym, whether it's our, um, little kind of community fitness center, which has a, a decent little gym set up as well. Um, you know, when I venture in there almost inevitably, I see people doing these exercises and I kind of want to go slap them. But not really, you know, not not in more of a, a metaphorical sense because they're just terrible exercises. And and the two that are probably most common, certainly in the running world, and, and again in, in probably just in general general fitness areas as well, um, are two isolation exercises specifically for the legs. So we're talking about the leg extension machine and the leg curls or the hamstring curls machine. So if you've ever been in a gym with with a bunch of weight machines, you you know these exercises even if you don't know the names. They're the ones where you the, the leg extensions. Typically, you sit on a bench, uh, on a seat, and there's the little bar that goes over your thighs, and then there's a little other little bar that connects and, and presses down on your shin, somewhere along your shin bone, and then you know you, you set the weight to whatever whatever is appropriate, and you extend out your legs to work the front of your, your thighs, to, to work your quads. Um, and then the inverse is true. Sometimes it's the same machine, sometimes it's a different machine. But again, you have something that kind of usually over your thighs to keep them steady. And then you have a bar that's kind of over the, the mid calf area on the back of your thigh and you curl it in, you know, you, you, you press, you press down through your, through your ankles, through your, through your shins, through your calves, bending the knees, pulling the, the bar, the weight towards you. So you've got the, the, the leg extensions, leg curls. Why are those terrible exercises? Well, for two, well, really I mean, one super major reason and one that's, that's, kind of pertinent as well. Those exercises are, are definitely isolation exercises. And there's a time and a place for isolation exercises. Honestly, there's a time and a place for these exercises. But for us as runners, there's really not much time nor place for doing these, these leg isolation exercises. Why? Well, whenever would you consider these exercises to be functional? Meaning, how do these exercises translate to actually, you know, daily life, running, doing something productive with, with yourself? And the answer is that they don't. The answer is that they don't. Why? Because like we said, we had th this bar that goes down over our thighs to lock, lock our thighs in place. You've got this other bar that is either on the front of your legs or the back of your legs. 
and then the only real movement that's going on is from your knees and the only muscles that are really being worked are either the front of your thighs or the back of your thighs, either your quads or your hamstrings. Well, I don't know about you, but I know that I don't run very well if all I'm doing is moving my, bending my knees forward and extending my knees out. You know, when I, when I run, I think when you run as well, we've got hip movement going on. We've got knee movement going on. Absolutely. We have the knees are bending and flexing and straightening. We've got ankle movement going on as well. And so to try to just lock down our body so that we're only using basically one muscle group and only moving in one plane of motion and only moving and working one joint, it's not very functional. It's not very functional. So, you know, for that reason right there alone, it's, it, it might, you know, if you're a bodybuilder, it might be great to get really get that tone and that, and that pop on your, when you, you know, in your little bikini bottoms, whether you're male or female, you know, you ever seen bodybuilder competition They're all, everybody's wearing bikini bottoms, right? Um, and this, the slinkiest, skinniest bikini bottoms that are, that are absolutely possible. And, you know, kind of flexing that, that quad and getting that, that quad muscle to pop. In that instance, maybe, maybe you could make a good argument that a little bit of, of, you know, knee extension exercises might be okay. For us as runners, nah, 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 nah. And the other reason that especially the leg extensions can be bad um, is it can put a lot of stress on your knee, especially if, if you don't have the machine adjusted quite right. And because of how the, the machines are, you know, somewhat rigidly adjustable, it's, it's kind of hard sometimes to get them adjusted right. So, you know... A, you're putting potential, you know, injury-related stress on your knee, but B, it's just not very functional. So don't do the leg extensions. Don't do the, the legs curls, the hamstring curl type of exercises. They're not functional, and they can be a little bit uh, likely to lead to an injury. So what should you do instead? What exercises should you consider doing? Let's not overthink this, shall we? If these isolation exercises that only work one muscle or one muscle group and, and only move one joint are to be avoided, the opposite is probably the type of exercises we should be looking for. So things that are multi-joint, multi-muscle uh, group exercises are almost always going to be the best for functional strength, for functional mobility, for functional stability, for functional anything. Because nowhere in life, except for when you're posing in your bikini bottoms, is static, you know, is, is static actually kind of functional. All right. For all the rest of us, for any athlete, for anybody who's carrying your kids or moving groceries or, or doing any, any type of physical work, it's all about movement. It's all about movement. So doing exercises that require multi-joints, multi-muscles, those are always going to be the best. So what should we look at from a lower body perspective? It's hard to beat squats and lunges. It's hard to beat squats and lunges. Those are fantastic exercises, not always easy exercises. And you don't, and you don't need to jump into like heavy barbells, you know, doing maxed out squats and lunges and things like that. Just start with your body weight, especially if you're new to strength training. I promise you, you do a good session with some squats and some lunges, your legs are going to be barking at you for a few days if you haven't done much strength training before. But that's a great place to start. And then there's a whole host of variations. Um, you know, if, if, if you if you think that just some simple squats and some simple lunges are going to get boring after a while, just go into your, your local Google and type in, you know, squat variations or lunge variations, and you're going to have more than you care to do. You're going to have so much, so much variety that you won't know where, where to start and where to finish. Okay. So you've got all kinds of options there. Um, but that's just the tip of the iceberg. You know, anything that's pushing, pulling. So especially for upper body, don't forget to work your upper body. Do that as well. Um, you know, push-ups, pull-ups, rows, uh, anything like that. If you can't do, you know, 
unassisted pull-ups, if, if you can't, can't lift your body weight, that's okay. Do some rows, get some, get, get a uh, resistance band and put that over the door frame and pull that down to work, you know, some of your lats and, and your back muscles. Um, anything where you're pushing, pulling, doing deadlifts are, are good. Planks are good. Bridges are good. Clamshells, fire hydrants. There's a whole host of exercises that are all good. Now, some of them, you might be able to make an argument. They're a bit kind of isolation exercises. Yes, they are, but they're also isolating. They're, they're not just isolating, uh, mechanically. They're kind of, you know, they might be one joint movements, but they're, if you're doing them correctly, you're going to have to use your, your core muscles to isolate or you're, you're using glute muscles to stabilize. So, you know, if you want to get nitpicky on that, you can, if, if not, uh, you know, trust me when I'm telling you that these, these are the type of exercises that are good things that are, are using body or using body weight, using other, other resistance. That's fine as well. You can use, use some weights, use some machines, depending on the machine, there's always options, but pushing, pulling, squatting, lunging, bending, all of those things are what we want to do because they're functional exercises and functional exercise is definitely going to improve, going to help lead to improvements in your running as well. And then just, you know, in just general life, like I said, if you're picking up the kids or picking up the groceries or helping to move somebody's furniture or whatever the case might be, functional strength, functional fitness is what we need. And that's what you get from doing, um, non isolationist type of movement. So that's a do and a don't when it comes to the types of exercise that you should be doing. Now, what about mixing up your strength training? This is definitely another do. Should you, should you strength, um, Mix up your strength training routine? Absolutely. Do you need to do it every time? Not not so fast. So when we're talking about mixing up the strength training routine, what am I talking about? I'm talking about adding in some different exercises, different ways to challenge your body. Because once you get, you know, you might find a good routine. And if you find a good routine with a good set of exercises that you enjoy, um, that challenge you, that leave you feeling it a little bit the next day, stick with it for a while. You don't have to change them up every day. Every time you're in the gym, every time you're, you know, you're, you're pulling the weights out from the the closet and doing some, some workouts in your living room. You don't have to mix it up every single time. But if you stick with the same routine week after week, after week, after week, two things are very likely to happen. One, your body adapts, your body gets, gets stronger based on the resistance that you're on the challenge that you're giving it. And eventually it just goes, Hey, you know, we can do these 15 squats with no problem. We can do these six push-ups and 12 rows. No big deal. No big deal. So you stop challenging your body. You stop getting stronger. You stop getting the benefits of the strength training. The other thing that happens if you keep doing the same exercises over and over and over and over is it just gets boring. Damn. Like, do the same exercises over and over. What, what used to sound fun, what used to sound exciting, like, yes, I love these exercises, start to become, oh, these exercises again. We don't want that to happen. So if you, if you get, if you find a good routine, something that you like, something that you enjoy, something that challenges you, stick with it for a while. That's fine. Stick with it for a week, two weeks, a month, two months. As long as it's still challenging, as long as the, the, it's not getting boring, we're good. But if you start to notice that it, you're not, you're not really feeling it the next day anymore, or if you start to notice, yeah, same exercise, the same routine again, that's when it's time to mix things up. That's when it's time to mix things up. Shuffle the deck, add some new exercises, mix up the order, change the number of sets, the number of reps, the amount of resistance, hit your body from a different angle by, by varying the exercises, by switching from a plie squat to a wall squat to a front squat to a goblet squat. 
There's just a handful of the squat variations. Switching from standard lunges to reverse lunges to uh, curtsy lunges to side lunges. Again, just a, a sprinkling of the, the lunge varieties. But you know, you might be still doing lunges. You might still be doing squats. But now you're, you're moving in a different direction. You're moving. You're challenging your body a little bit differently. And that's going to be all it takes sometimes to, to whoo, get your body. Whoa, hey, wait a second. We're not used to this. Now you're seeing some benefit. Or maybe you just you, you scrap the lunges all together for a couple weeks and do do something different. Do some some burpees. Do some mountain climbers. Do some deadlifts. There's again, there's no shortage of options. There's no shortage of variety. So that way, instead of it get, being boring, it's like all right, we're mixing it up, doing something different. I like this exercise. It's a different challenge, working my body in a different way. Is there is there such a thing as mixing it up too often? I mean, I'm, I, you could probably make an argument that there is, but I say no. I pretty much do a different strength training workout every time because I do. I use my Peloton subscription to do strength training. They have different strength training exercises, that you, routines that you can do. I pick a different one pretty much every single Tuesday, every single Thursday, and hit either a different muscle group, different body part, or, or just a different routine, different mix of exercises. All right? So if you're, if you're doing something where you, you're using Peloton or you're using YouTube, just keep picking different routines. If there's a couple that you really like, bookmark them, save them so that when you're, when you don't want to think, you can just go, Hey, I really like this, this workout from, from before I'm going to do that one again. Nothing wrong with that. But you know, when, when it's like, Hey, you know, I'm kind of feeling like, let's try something a little different today. You got a, no shortage of options. So whether you're creating your own routine, working with some, some kind of pre prefab routines off of, off of the computer, off of a service beach body, whatever the case might be. Mix it up, mix it up as much or as little as you want. As long as you're getting a challenge and as long as you're not bored, you're okay to stick with it or shuffle the deck. But if either of those other two variables come into play, shuffle the deck, mix it up. Keep challenging your body differently. And last but not least of the the do's and the don'ts, when should you not strength train? Is there a time that you should not strength train? Is there a time that strength training is somewhat contraindicated, which is fancy medical term for not advisable? Yes. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. How many times have I talked about the value of strength training, do strength training, but yes, there actually is a time when you should not do strength training. when you should, when you, when doing strength training is the worst thing you can, maybe not the worst thing, but when, when you shouldn't do it for the most part, although I guess there's one exception, which I'll get to in just a second, but for the most part, that's going to be kind of bookending around a race. So if you've got a big race coming up that you're tapering for, you know, something that you're, you're really working towards half marathon, marathon, ultra, whatever the case may be. If, if you're going to tape, even a 5k shoot, even if you're going to, I'm going to try to hammer this 5k this weekend, you know, in the, in the days, maybe the, the full week leading up to that, that hard race, there's really no reason to strength train. Why? As I've said before, the benefits of workouts and strength training fits in that as well. The benefits take about two weeks to really pay off from, from the time you break down that muscle tissue to the time that it finally repairs itself takes about two, two to three weeks to really help you get stronger, faster, whatever the case might be. So what benefit are you going to get from hammering a squat session four days before a marathon? None, none. If you're tapering, you're tapering. What is the goal of the taper to rest, to recover, to refresh kind of the three R's of the taper strength training doesn't fit in with any of those. Now you could maybe, you know, if you wanted to do a couple of, uh, you know, an easy plank or a, a little something, yeah, that's fine. But like a serious, substantial strength training workout, if you're in the taper, meh, I say no, I say no. 
Likewise, on the other side of the race, after you've gone out there and you've hammered that, that BQ or that PR, you, you ran your first marathon, all right? Your legs are probably going to be a little sore. When you're feeling that kind of soreness, guess what doesn't help speed up the recovery process? Hammering a bunch of squats and a bunch of lunges, right? Like doing a bunch of strength training work, literally tearing muscle fibers is not the best way to recover after a hard, a hard race or a hard workout when you've already torn some muscle fibers. Okay. So after a hard race, after a hard workout, when you're in that recovery mode, back off the strength training. Again, if you want to do a little something, some type of like power yoga or, you know, a a couple of this, a couple of that, a little bit of plank, a little bit of of core work, something that's not too crazy, whatever. I'm not going to split hairs with you here, but skipping the strength training, skipping like a serious, hard strength training workout when you're coming off of a race, probably a good idea. Probably a good idea. That's a time to not do any strength training before a big race, after a big race. What about injury? Kind of the same rules apply about you coming back from uh, a hard race. Your body's trying to recover. Your muscles are trying to recover. So, you know, probably not the best time to to hit it hard on the strength training uh, side of things with the exception that if you've got, say you've got a a strained calf. So maybe doing a bunch of, of leg exercises aren't the greatest. You can probably work your upper body and core though. Or maybe depending on what the, what the issue is in your calf or in your foot, maybe a little plantar fasciitis, something like that. Maybe you could still do some strength training in the legs. Maybe you can still do some, some, uh, you know, lunges, some squats, some deadlifts, some clamshells, some bird dogs. All right. The, the key with, with strength training while you're injured, pretty straightforward, but just in case, just in case, I don't want to just assume that you're going to get it. If, if the strength training exercise bothers the injury, don't do that exercise. Okay. But if the, if the injury is not being bothered at all by what you're doing from a strength training perspective, then you can keep doing the strength training. After a big race, when everything's kind of sore, your body's deep in recovery mode, probably better to just back off completely. Even avoid doing a bunch of upper body stuff. You know, maybe you could do some pull-ups. You know, speaking of, you, you, you know, a lot of you know my pull-up challenge or pull-up rule, I guess not as much a challenge because there's a rule around here where my first cup of coffee of the day, Monday through Friday is free. After that, every refill that I get from the old uh, coffee maker in the kitchen requires a five, a five pull-up penance, penance, penalty, whatever you want to call it, fee. All right. After the, uh, the ultra a couple weeks ago, the 50 K that I ran on Memorial day weekend, I guess that was, was that just last weekend? No, that was, that was two weekends ago. All right. This is getting, get, trying to keep my facts straight here. But after that, I was, I was pretty sore. I was definitely in recovery mode. So I gave myself a couple of days where I didn't do pull-ups. Then I tried doing pull-ups one day and I was like, yeah, yeah, still, still probably not. Yeah. I didn't work my upper body during the ultra other than my arms were swinging. I was wearing a pack. So, but I mean, whatever it wasn't, it wasn't much, but I was just in recovery mode. My body was recovering. No reason to stress it. Those few days with the, with the pull-ups. All right. So if you're in deep recovery mode after a race, you don't, you know, if, if, if you're feeling okay, you want to do a little bit of upper body work. Great. But for the most part, skip your strength training before, right before a race, right after a race. And if it's bothering an injury, skip then as well. So those are, uh, four little do's and don'ts. What exercises to do, what exercises to not do, when to mix up your strength training and when to skip it all together. Lastly, but not leastly, before we sign off for today, the most important do of them all when it comes to your strength training, do it, do it. If, if you're not strength training, 
Do it. Get started today, this weekend, now. It's that important. It's that vital. It's, it's going to help you as a runner. Like I said, it's going to help you just in daily life as well. It's going to help you be, be healthier, more fit, more resistant to injury. Okay. None of these things are guaranteed, but the odds are in your favor. If you're doing strength training, you're going to be a better all around athlete, better all around athletes are better runners, better around the house, better in every way for the, I, I guess maybe I shouldn't say every way, but in almost every situation, strength training in whatever aspect of life that you're looking at, strength training is going to be beneficial. So make it happen. Stop putting it off. Stop listening to these strength training FAQs and going, ah, yeah, I know I need to start doing it. Start doing it. Start doing it. That is the most important do of strength training is just do it. Do it. So that is it for today. Strength training FAQs, volume three in the books. Hope this was helpful. Hope this was useful. Like I said, I think this might be the last of the strength training FAQs, at least for now. But if you've got additional questions, something that were, you know, somehow weren't answered in volumes one, two, or three, let me know. And we'll put together another one of these in another month or six weeks or something like that. We'll have strength training FAQs volume four. But right now I'm, I'm out of FAQs. I, I think I've, I've ate all the cues, if you, if you know what I'm saying there. So let me know if you've got more. Also, just let me know, you know, other topics that you want me to, to cover. Like I said, there is a post in the announcement section of the Facebook group, which is disruns.com slash Facebook. If you're not part of the, the tribe, come on over and join us. We have a lot of fun in there. Um, you can also always send me an email, shoot me a tweet, instant Instagram message, whatever the case might be. I'm at Dizruns. I'm pretty much all things social media, except Facebook, you know, cause there I'm just, I'm Denny Cray. Uh, you can always friend me up there. Also, obviously Dizruns on Facebook though. If you want to join the group, search for that and it'll pop right up. You can also shoot me an email, Dizruns at gmail.com. Send me your questions that way. I will admit though, that's a good way for things to get lost in the shuffle. I try to keep track of stuff. I try not to, but my, my inbox is a bit of a black hole. So, you know, no promises. I will promise. Well, I, I, one promise. I will promise to do my best. I will not promise that I will absolutely get to your question because it could get lost in the shuffle. Um, but that's another way to send your questions. And of course, you can head over to the, to the show notes for today. Or show notes for any episode, really. But specifically for today, the, the, the prompt at the bottom of the post is, what strength, what strength training questions can I answer for you? Leave a comment there. Leave your thoughts, feedbacks, takeaways, what's not clear, and I'll address it for you. I'll give you a, give you a little, uh, you know, a, a, another little 27, 28, 29-minute sort of not very quick tip and hopefully help you, you know, figure out the strength training bit, figure out what's, what's going to help you take your running to the next level, help you move you, help move you closer, that much closer to your running goals, whatever they may be. So that is it for today. Thanks once again to Blakey for leaving the, the most recent iTunes up, oh, got myself Apple podcasts review. Uh, if you haven't done so yet, would appreciate it. Dizruns.com slash, I think iTunes will probably still open it up. I don't even know anymore. I need to double check that stuff. But if you just open up your Apple podcast app on your phone, on your computer and type in Dizruns radio, the show will pop up. You can leave a review. It's certainly not the easiest process, but it's a helpful process. Uh, and likewise on Google play on Stitcher on whatever, whatever app you use to listen to podcasts. If there's a leave a review feature, you can hit the star button on overcast, whatever the case might be. 
All those things are super, super helpful uh, and certainly much appreciated. So with that, we'll close this down before this officially becomes the longest quick tip episode ever. Although, I don't know, maybe we're already there. Who knows? Uh, I'm not going back to fact check, but if you want to do it, you can do it and let me know. But uh, until next time, y'all, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for sharing the show, leaving reviews, all the things you do to support me and support what I'm doing. And uh, please, please know that every day I'm trying to do more things to support y'all. So this is a very mutually supportive relationship that we have. And I certainly don't take it for granted. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. And until next time, be well, take care. Thank you guys once again for listening. And uh, we'll talk soon. All right. See you. 